Welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 30. Big 3-0. Yeah, 3-0. I'm here with Brandon. I remember that's when Eric's life all went to to (laughs) heck. He ended up telling me because that 30 was heading towards him. And I said, yep, that's when everything hits a brick wall there, my friend. It won't happen to me. And then it was probably about six months after his 30th. So he's 30 and a half at the point and gained 35 pounds yep. and then just had no idea what it did. That's when yeah, you that's start blowing knees out on, on oh, basketball yeah. courts. Yeah, when you're, you're playing basketball against faculty versus <laughs> kids and stuff like that. I was still playing full out uh, uh, hockey, but I, I started getting a little. Uh, it was one of those where I was used to like on a breakaway. He, I was nobody's catching, and they started catching. Yeah, and that's when it was like one of those where all of a sudden you're I'm on a breakaway, I get stick checked, and they take it the other way. I'm like, well, what just happened? Like yeah. that, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. But here we are. I remember it. Oh, it's the worst. But yes, here we are. We are in episode thirty, and we have a ton of books tonight, and a yeah. couple really big books. Uh, because of that, uh, we're gonna put the quick books aside to do the main books tonight. And uh, we will be uh, adding some extra ones like a Captain America or a Thor for next week's podcast. So those two especially will be on next week's podcast because we do have a bunch of books. And we're going to start with Avengers number 10. Also, I do have to mention that Double A Ron will be with us later uh, right now. It is just going to be me and Brandon for a couple books, and then he will join us. He's still reading the books. He's still getting ready for everything. So, yes, he does. So we're going to do these. I told him that he can uh, he can get uh, fully in, invested in the Fantastic Four, uh, X-Men, and Spider-Man. And because of that, we're going to start with Avengers number 10 which is also legacy numbering 700. We usually don't bring up the legacy numbering, but because it was 700, that was a big thing. We got a big big issue. Uh, It's really over, you know, an oversized issue. And boy, by the end of it, it started feeling very. I think there's 700 characters in this issue. Yeah, there might be. Yeah, <laughs> there really is. And I, I'll tell you, it's Avengers number ten, written by Jason Aaron, art by Ed McGinnis and David Marquez, with guest artists Fraser Irving, Andy Gadam, Kubert, and Andrea Sorrentino. We get an oversized issue of Avengers for issue 700. It's all about fighting and setting up things to come. There's a lot of things going on and two really good cliffhangers. There's also a little sit down with Odin and Robbie Reyes. More Phoenix Wolverine than I expected this week and over seven trillion characters (laughs) there is a lot and and what happens with this is is you start off with you know in russia and and a whole different team and the thing is uh, kgb dad's house that's what i thought too especially with the bear with uh with uh, ursa major uh they're drinking his vodka but the the thing about this is it does all tie in eventually but it threw me off a bit at first because i was expecting namor i was expecting more and more and i'm like what happened last issue i don't yeah 
Yeah, that's and it was basically Namor attacking and and all that stuff. So with this, it seemed like, boy, you know, this is a little out of, you know, the thing. And it seemed like, okay, you have this Winter Guard, which tied in a little in my mind to the Captain America book a little. And things were starting to swirl around. Yeah, things were swirling around in my head a bit here. Um, but you end up finding out that the Russians now they're, they're putting together the winter guard. You know, we're putting the gang back together. They are a little wary about it because, you know, the KGB back in the day would have been, you know, the ones to screw them out of things. Now, this is spelled out. This is Russia. The KGB is gone. You know, we're going to get, you know, you're the team now. You're here for Mother Russia. You're here. We're all for the people. Yeah, we're going to go. of Russia. Yeah, yeah, basically. And, and it's funny, too. It's like they're the Avengers, maybe the Thunderbolts of Russia, they, <laughs> yeah. whatever you can think yeah, of. They, they got a little more of an edge to them than the Yeah, Avengers. they do. That's why I thought of like the Thunderbolts deal. But with that, they are going to take down Namor uh, because of who he attacked uh, leading into this issue. Now, in the meantime, Namor has taken the fight to Hydro- Hydropolis. Uh, I'm not quite sure where that is. It's the undersea uh, biosphere known as Hydropolis, uh, normally underwater. Yeah, yeah, basically, (laughs) you know, without Pauly Shore. Uh, but you yep. have, you well, maybe have, that's why he wants it out of there. Paulie Shore Shore's in there. And he rips it out. Namor's there and he's, you know, grabbing it out of the ocean. And he's like everybody out of the ocean. It's basically uh, what we used to have at the Quaker town pool. When I was a kid, you had adult swim. So yeah. they blow the whistle. All the kids have to get out of the pool. You weren't allowed to be in the pool. It seems like Namor is calling adult swim. <laughs> all the people out of the water, except people that Even I see not there by like evil means. You know, yeah, you're not yeah, a oil digger or anything. isn't doing anything wrong. Yeah, they're, they're just, just a research studying. facility, they But say. they are air breathers. Get yeah. out. Get out of town. They're yelling. And you do see, especially like tiger sharks there, but you do see like all the people that he did gather up. You, you know, the piranhas, you know, man of war. Defenders we have all of these... the deep, they call Yeah, them yeah. <laughs> Basically, again, the Avengers of, of underwater. Yeah. So you have all these teams going. And so the Avengers are kind of scattered at this point. You have Tony racing Robbie Reyes in a car to try to prove he's faster than the hell charger. Uh, there's a little aside that comes in later where Tony and I, and I really thought Tony was being a jerk because they're racing. And what's at stake is a, you know, a pretty advanced Toy. wheelchair for, Toy for a kid. Yeah. Yeah. For his kid. It's a powered wheelchair for Robbie Reyes's brother. Yeah. And I'm like, boy, Tony's a jerk. If, if he wins and he's like, Hey, even if I win, I'll give you the, you know, that uh, wheelchair. Uh, so what's going on then is all the Avengers are kind of scattered. They're all getting yeah. called doing in. random things. Yeah. And they're getting called and it, It's kind of a overextended opening. Yeah. The only one that bugged me was caps. Cause it basically goes against his it book. Goes against his book yes. yeah i i agree because he's there uh with ross he's there with yep. thunderbolt ross and yeah he shouldn't be there because of what's going on in his book but he's and there ross like to me he shouldn't be that upset that yeah. the avengers are ditching him like he it's almost yeah. like he wants nothing to do with superheroes in cap's book and, and here it's the opposite yeah and, and even with it he's upset at the avengers ditching him but also seems to want to get cap mad about 
Black Panther leading it too. Yeah. It's almost like well, Black Panther. Oh, you know what? If it's not a guy with the you know the star on his chest, yeah. I'm like uh, he's, he's a at. little mad, I think, about you know. I'll say it: the race stuff, and then because no, he's, he's a scumbag. No. And then he's also oh, made he is a scumbag to Wakanda. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. it's not America's toy anymore. Person. Yep. So uh, he seems to be upset, which he goes off then and kind of does his own thing here. But the middle section, pretty much of this book, is just these three teams: Namor's team, the Winter Guard, and the Avengers just fighting. And there is a decent enough setup for the Winter Guard. Yeah. If we're going to see them a lot, you know, I guess we're going to see them down the line a little more because they really do a a pretty, you know, I'm not going to say a great job, but they do an extended job of the Avengers. And basically it's one of those where, you know, if it's me and you fighting and we're in this book, you're the winter guard, I'm the Avengers. (laughs) I'd be like, so Brandon, you're. You know, physical attacks aren't working, but your magic. So it's yeah. like so spelled out. Yeah, like and Tony's like, oh, how did I get the magic? Yeah, guy? yeah, Doctor yeah. Strange when you need him, and this. It, it's and yeah, it's so spelled out. Like what these other people like? Huh? Well, if you don't like that, I'm gonna press this button and blow up your. You know, you're really getting a over the top you know explanation of who yeah. the characters it's are it's a very obvious almost match for match and it a, is that's what Avengers. actually i was just gonna say yeah. you have the okay you have oh that's the iron man of yeah. russia and even oh, like the solvic storm god yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah and, and so when you have this but you then you you finally do get to kind of the gist of it back to namor who's basically like you know what i hate you guys i i don't like you uh black panther especially i yep. told you before yeah, they have a deep history yeah we this. we have some problems here now let's fight again and they start fighting again but in the meantime the whole idea of the avengers being there is just kind of like okay hydropolis they they haven't done anything wrong we gotta yeah. get these people out the safety yeah the the russian the the winter guard want to get namor because because of what he did to yeah. the they Russian, don't care things. about the people being hurt, you know hurt or caught in the no, crossfire. No, no. They're just getting Namor at all costs, and the Avengers are more concerned really yeah, with and, and the welfare of the people. It continues a lot of like the trash talking throughout all of them. Like the Avengers, are like we got to protect the people. The the Winter Guard, yeah, we we don't care of people. They're not our people. Let's kill, and they're, they're fighting, and you have like you know crazy. You smell like vodka. You're this, <laughs> and you do have that one panel where it's just like then both teams there facing off. In in the meantime, you have General Ross hears about this, and they're like, "What should we do?" He's like, "I we shouldn't get involved in this. Like, let them kill themselves. But yeah. if not." Get me a get me the agent. Like get me the agent. I right, we need him. We need him. And you find out that it is Agent Colson. And this is where I said this is like the first cliffhanger because Ross is there. He's trying to put together things, and it's Agent Colson with the Squadron Supreme of America. He has the guys there ready to do you know pretty much go against the Avengers. Well, I think that they were already 
obviously trying to get something going. But once Ross heard from Cap, you know, hey, we're not dealing with you. You're not anything to do with us. Ross seems to be like, well, I'm going to control some team. So yeah. get me Colson, and they have and that. And he's got Batman, Shazam, Superman, Wonder yeah, Woman. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> Flash. It really does look like that, yeah. So they have that. It's like the amalgam team. Yeah, who's and the that, guy in the hood in the back? Who would you say that DC person is? That is, I don't know. I was just going to say uh, Dr. <laughs> Midnight. Who yeah, there you go. But yeah, with that, though, that's kind of the first story. The, yeah. the first story's over. It, it was a little weird. The, the kind of when the the fight turned and they started fighting each other, the the Russian team and you know the yeah. Avengers. When She Hulk breaks up a fight between two people on the Russian, yeah, team. on the Russian <laughs> team, they start fighting like, each what's other. Going on here? Yeah, that threw and me off for a second. You have their big thing was Red Widow is the like the mysterious teammate yeah, on this team. On team yeah, because at, at the point you had the Crimson Dynamo, who was the Russian Iron Man. It, it pretty yeah. much says that. They're like, hey, we need you. You're in charge. You're going to do this. Well, Red Widow's really in charge. And she yeah, he even is. called it out in the beginning. He's like, yeah. listen, I know I'm yeah. not really in charge. This yeah. one back here is. And-, and they're like, no, no, no. You're yeah. in charge now. No, he was right. <laughs> and, and so you, you have that. But yeah, uh, with that, you also had, like we said at the beginning, you had them separate and you had little character moments where you even had Carol Danvers saying to Thor, like, man, you, you and Jennifer, huh? You know, you're an item. Well, what's going on with that? I, thee do not know. Uh, does thou likest me? And yeah. you had the whole deal. That was, that was kind, of kind of funny, funny. but it, it was, it was okay. But you had these little character moments there at the beginning. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go on then to this next story because it's a oversized issue. And what happened with me is I actually like this first part enough. The problem is, is not enough happened. So it yeah. seemed like it's either that it was extended or it was one of those where maybe if this was the full story, because this is like a 40 page book, maybe if they could extended it, they would have done more, but it seemed like Jason Aaron was just like, well, I'm not going to have enough time to do more. So let's just have them fight, introduce these teams. And then really the big thing is to get Ross and Colson and the squadron yeah, the uh, going by fourth the team involved in the book. Yeah. Yeah. So you go off then though, and we start getting things that I never thought that we would get in this book or, or anything. One being Odin sitting with Robbie Reyes and giving them spinning yarns about the Ghost Riders and how they are connected with the Star Brands and how Robbie ended up killing one in the legacy issue, which we saw kind of points to the idea of what's going to go down soon. This may come in handy. Like how yeah. you killed the star, even if you don't know. Remember, you know, yeah. Try to remember. Try to figure it out because this may become important because the star brand is going to be coming, and who knows what's going to go on. And also, I, I like that Robbie wants to know about the past Ghost Riders, but you know, you even have this thing with uh, him, like, well, I, I really didn't have to make a deal with the devil. And Odin kind of says to him, like, yeah, you know what? You, you all have to make a deal with the devil, whether yeah. you know it or not. And it kind of does. Throw, kinda, yeah, and it, it throws that in there and all that. So, uh, And he says, and it's so funny because as you start even this little section, you see that Tony came through with this promise. And he's got his, his brother has this flying wheelchair going around. You know, Ooh, tell Iron Man this is my favorite, <laughs> whatever. And then once Odin starts telling him, like, there's always a price to pay. And you know what? Family is 
important. I'm like, yeah, that brother's going to die. Yeah, that's that all I thought too, right He is never going to survive this. And yeah, you have where Odin gets into the Hell Charger and they're going to fly around, drive around. And it, it was okay. I, you know, you have that joke like, boy, God is my co-pilot, that Odin. <laughs> and, and they're going... And you have these like meanwhiles because then you're like, oh, you know, a star brand will come. We'll have to see who it is. And then we go off in the space. Why? Why did they have to t- make things different know. angles and stuff? Hey, I don't know. This drove me crazy. It drove me insane. And and this is one of those where I don't know. Nowadays, you got to realize that a lot of people read these things digitally. Yeah. And it really screws you You're up. Turning I, your page to read it and it keeps flipping on you. That's the problem. I it, it depends oh on your God. reader and things like that. And I don't like to have to scroll around with the settings that no, I have neither. on my my thing because no, not one. I'm in a book. And and here's the thing. A lot of people who do the podcast will do the books while they're talking digitally. I do my things 100% digitally. This is how I get all my books. I, I do everything with it. And I have to go through this for this podcast. Then I do my, I'm telling you, sometimes I mess with the settings and it's just as simple as clicking, you know, kind of the angle 90%, but yeah. it's not that simple. No. The thing I have, and I have the comic rack is what yeah. I go with. And this thing gets wacky if you start going. So while this, when this sort of thing happens, I try to read tilting my head. I know. know. (laughs) But yeah, it's Loki. It's Loki with the celestial. So we were waiting to see what happened with him. Uh, He's there with them and he's still going on. He's a prisoner. Yeah. And he's going on more of like the, and they're not responding to him. They're just standing there. It's like a roll call. And he's just like, you know what, celestials? You know that I did the right thing. And he's, yeah. it's like he's pleading with them, uh, you know, like he, he's trying to convince them that he's a good guy, even though he always plays the bad guy. We had this before. And that's kind of seems what he's going with anyway, that he had to assemble the Avengers. And he did by For using another them. threat. Yeah. 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 And he, yeah, he's like, hey, they don't know. And then Wolverine shows up. And I was like, what? What is going on here? Yeah. And the, the little telltale deal is got a little hay in his mouth and the end of it is on fire i'm like yeah. i'm like this is the phoenix wolverine yeah, what is going on Thor, that two issue thor yeah, thing we just yeah. i'm like what is going on here and that's what it ends up being where he kind of is with loki he ends up being able to talk to celestials which in a goofy moment the one celestial gives him a thumbs up <laughs> which seemed a little bit too wacky for me but again it keeps going with this whole deal of you know Things are going to go wrong. Uh, you know, we have this big thing coming. But also, Loki, I'm going to give you a, a little wink, wink. You know, I'm going to give you a wink, wink. We're going to get out of here. And the was the wink, wink. And he's like, that that was the signal, Loki. Let's run <laughs> get out of here. Out of here. And with this, you do see when he kind of goes all Phoenix, you see uh, a bunch of things. You see a uh, Punisher. You Just, see yeah, Moon Knight. You see, yeah, you see a bunch of man thing, thing man with, thing uh, with the hammer. Yeah, yeah and Iron crazy. Man's head in his hand. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so you see a lot of these future. Is that uh, that? captain dude we just saw in the yeah, uh, i think it is other yep. avengers crafts yeah. the shield yep. and major ursa down there yeah a bunch major of stuff. yep ursa star major. brands all yeah. over the place star brands yep uh, so it, and it visually looks great yeah that's it, my favorite it looks page it looks history. really good and i think that if i'm not mistaken that might be i don't know maybe andrea sorrentino is the last part yeah he's uh, the last one 
Yeah, this page looks great. And it's kind of like one of those, again, the future look of what's going on and things like that. But they get out of there. And then you go off uh, to Wasp, who and it's, it's Janet. And she's in Romania and Transylvania. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on here? Dracula. Yeah. And I'm like, and really, Draculas. I'm like, we're, we're going to have to Draculas. I, yeah. wish we had I thought she looked, I know. I thought she looked bit at one point. Yeah, I did too. Like, by the way, she's drawn by Sorrentino here. It looks like she's got fangs. I'm like, I'm oh, telling, no, they yeah. got her. At one point, she looks like she has fangs. And then I swear on the one where she's like, copy that when she's like, you know, I'm not really one to follow, you know, just uh, do recon. Copy that. It looks like she's got blood streaming out of her yeah. neck. So she's there. And I'm like, really? Are, are we getting into Dracula's here? Are we actually going to have Dracula? And what it is, it ends up being Blade yeah. that she flies down. Gets must Blade. be prisoner of Dracula, though. Yeah, yeah, he must be. And uh, I like Blade. I, I'm a big fan of Blade. He's so this gone is a cool. long time. He always ends up as a cliffhanger at yeah. things. You know what I mean? Because it's such a big deal. Now, this is where even Wolverine and all this kind of points to the Avengers need to be bigger. They need to have more people. They need to have everything going on bigger than what they have at the moment. And that seems to be why Janet's off to get Blade. And she asked, do you want to join the Avengers? And he's like, get my sword. She says, good answer. And that ends it. And that kind of has me excited. Yeah. I we have another Wolverine. So Phoenix Wolverine is in current continuity now. So we have another Wolverine yeah. running yeah. around. Like, that's yeah. what we need in Marvel. Like, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's all we need. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm telling you, overall, I, I think this is decent enough. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it a seven, five. Uh, I wanted to, at the beginning when they were having those little moments and then things started going with Neymar, it started picking up, but then it drug on a lot. Uh, I did like a bit of the ending. I really like blade. So that, that got me excited, but, yeah. uh, and the Phoenix Wolverine kind of threw me off. I, I do like I Coulson and the squadron. Marvel with the dead character. They're attempting to bring back. Yeah. They're just, Go in a direction with and that. stick with it. Yeah, yeah like stop that. confusing everybody because uh, I just I'm not going to get into my Wolverine rant right now. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, <laughs> it's funny because you're one of the biggest Wolverine fans, but yet you just want one Wolverine. You yeah, want to be able to kind of settle down and, and guy, follow you know? one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny because I was talking to Eric and I said, "Oh, we have Uncanny X Men this week," and uh, I said, "Yeah," and uh, I'm sure it's going to be brought up by Brandon that he's an X Men fan, but he's he's a Wolverine X Men, uh, not, not just X Men. What would you give? Uh, what would you give this? I'm gonna, I'm just under you at a seven. Uh, some of the you know the first story really was kind of my problem with it. The one I was least interested in. I think. Yeah. I'm I'm really interested in all these things they're teasing coming in this book. Yeah, uh, but I hope it doesn't turn out to be another like you know first host type situation where we are really excited when it all started and it, and then it kind of drags yeah, on. it yeah. fizzles out hopefully. and drags on. So hopefully I, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I hope they address some of these you know these actual things head on and, and we get some action happening here. Uh, I like the major Ursa character; he's always fun when he pops up in books. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so it all all together as a package gave me enough to give it a seven. I dug the art. I didn't like that art in the Robbie Reyes story, though. That no, was, no. It was off. <laughs> that reminded me of like a 90s um, MTV cartoon. They would yeah, make like, yeah, with but, that 3D yeah, drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, throw me the crazy. head or whatever seven. that one was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the one it reminded me of. Yeah. But we're going to move on to the next book, 
which is the end of a mini series. So we're going to be finishing up this and it's cosmic ghost rider. Number five written by Donnie Cates art by Dylan Burnett, Antonio Fabella and VCs Clayton Kells cosmic ghost rider wraps up with the timeline reset. Frank realizing that it takes a whole lot of to change fate. He then gets pissed off and rides off to the guardians of the galaxy book. And I like this. I, yeah. I like it. Not this a lot to better, talk about. Yeah. There was, this was a better conclusion than his uh, inhumans conclusion last yeah. week. But yeah. yeah, you're right. There's really almost not not much. We could There's wrap really, this up in five could, minutes. This could be a three minute. I'm telling you because, and I love the art. I've loved the art throughout that, and I love the. It's that cartoony style, but where it really gets me is Frank's expressions. Yeah, with, with that long face and things, yep. and basically with this, he ends up having to you know, destroy this world that yeah. Punisher Thanos, his, you know, grown up son, son, has, grown son. Ha- has created. We do get a resolution here when he does just go to fight Thanos. He's got to defeat Thanos. And Thanos says, we- we've done this before, father. <laughs> and I like when Frank's finally like, I'm not your dad. Yeah. Just stop it. Yeah, and like you the know. attachment's gone now. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's like, it's done. Well, and as this goes on, and he does see like, the scared look of himself and his wife when he's there as he's going off. Well, you get this like, you know, I've been a son, a soldier, husband, father, widower, the hero, and it goes down the line. But I like where he's just like, he knows he's got to do something. He says to baby Thanos, uh, don't watch. Like, I'm going to go do some stuff here. Uh, Don't do like daddy does, because at one point he does blast Thanos over the cliff into that city, into the city that you saw. And baby Thanos is just so excited again, again. And and <laughs> I love this. I love the little things. There's not much to talk about. Yeah, but baby Thanos has kind of disappeared from the book the last yeah. two issues since grown Thanos. And, and this is where I love this line for what happens because he he just launches Thanos into the city. Baby Thanos is jumping again and again. And he goes, no. And then he looks off to that the, the distance and sees that tower with the Punisher symbol. And he goes, yep. never, never again. Yeah. He says, listen to me. And it's it's a nice moment. We, we've had a setup. We know that the best thing about this isn't baby Thanos, because baby Thanos is baby Thanos. He's there. He's been <laughs> cute. We've yep. laughed at him. He's had his the, lines. The thing with this is. Throughout this whole mini series, though it's it's played a lot for goofs throughout this. This isn't exactly the most serious of stories that we've no. gotten, no, but no, no. we know what Frank is trying to do, and Frank is trying to make things better. He's legitimately trying to pretty much in his mind save the universe and, yeah. and save things. So he says, Listen, listen to me, no matter what happens, this isn't on you. You don't have to do anything or be anything you don't want to be. Remember that. And baby Thanos, I don't understand. He's like, yeah, you, you will, will. <laughs> or you won't. Either way, do me a favor. Don't watch me now. And you <laughs> yeah. see him watching. He's just going to watch yeah, he's this not whole look- deal. He may but, not because of who he gets picked up by. At yeah, the yeah. End, but I th- I'm in my mind, he watched everything. Yeah, but this is a big moment. And, and to me, in a goofy book, this is a well-earned moment and a moment that kind of has a little bit of feels because you know that Frank at this point realizes that he, he he really can't change much yeah. he's tried and he really can he sees that he's messed things up but he goes down into the city basically just goes full out you know ghost rider and just heads off to face thanos yeah. and thanos says 
you know, we've done this before. We've done this dance before. I killed you. You saw your grave. That's when I killed you. Yeah. So and that answers like, that one question. Yeah, I had that's good. You. And yeah. that's good because we did want to know about that. So we find out that that was that Thanos had killed him. And then he says, just we're, we're going to try to change this. I'm going to fight you. And it's great because then he's like, you know what? It's time for you to get penance. And he's like, you tried that before. Your stupid stare doesn't work on me. He's like, oh, no, I don't mean the stare. Yeah. And he just goes full out. And even before that, he says, I've, I've laid all I, – I don't usually go full power. Yeah. If I go full yeah, power. That was, those were my favorite lines of the book where he's like, you just have no idea how much I hold back. Like, I, I walk. I could destroy a world. Yeah, and um, that's and the problem. That's a sweet line, yeah. Yeah, and that's a problem. If He realizes that, so he has held back. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to hold back just as much right now. I am going to destroy. And he does. He destroys him and then rips his skull off and, and then starts <laughs> screaming at it. it. Then he crushes it. I mean, it, it is so awesome. over the top. <laughs> and, and then where you have out of nowhere, a girl comes down. Hey, are you Frank Castle? Hey, by the way, is Cable with you? Like, no. <laughs> like, oh, I have this for him. He's he needed soon. To, Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. He needed this. You know, time jumps. Know. And I'm like, oh, there's his way out. He's yeah. got that. The and reset it, button. Yep, and he goes back to the you know the farm where he is there with his wife, and it's funny because he's playing with baby Thanos, and Thanos has soiled himself, and, and you know Ghost Rider, the Franco says he's like put the baby down, and then I I even like this where he's actually even trying to teach himself a lesson of this yep. world where I'm sorry, don't hurt me. It's like don't beg, don't ever beg. But yeah, as he was, walks away, the, end, the, it, the dialogue was just short, sweet, and to the point. Oh, it's so I really good. Loved it. Yeah, and and with this, you get this thing where this is another thing with Baby Thanos, and maybe you can say that that this has a big effect on him too, because Baby Thanos is like you're going to take me back, right? And he's like, "Yep, that's what we're going to do." And then even Baby Thanos realizes, like. But this timeline won't exist, right? No, it won't. So those people, you know, they'll die, right? Yep, they'll die. But maybe there'll be hope, you know. Yeah, they'll with die, it. With, they'll hope. die with hope. And he's yeah. like, you know, he's going to slide out. He'll slide by two. So you got that whole idea. Uh, but, yeah, you, you then go to Titan 100 years uh ago and there he is he puts baby thanos away and then he's walking baby thanos away. looks pissed yeah yeah he? oh at one point when yeah when he leaves baby thanos i think that now you get the idea yeah. now he's, he's upset. like oh yeah now he's an abandoned child yeah. who wants to get back at his father like through all of this frank goes back to place baby thanos back to say listen i tried it's not working and yet I think that this is the last moment that actually if Frank would have kept him, everything would have been yeah, fine. I think I so too. That's exactly, fine. that's what I get from this one, like real short tight yeah. panel with baby Thanos. Oh, is he is so miserable. upset. Yeah. Because like Thanos like, look he now has on yeah. his face forever. And basically for baby Thanos, you know, you have Frank's going out to get a pack of smokes. He ain't coming yeah. back. And he's, <laughs> hey, I'll see you around. And, and to me, it's like, all of this, and you thought that there was no way to change things, but there was. You yeah, had you changed it, and you just messed up. And then, and then you talk about the end because that yeah. would be more. Well, the end is just Frank walks out of the room after we, you know, this stare he gets from Baby Thanos, and, yep. and it's death of a young yep. version of of death. You know, it doesn't look like death. She's got skin and everything, but yeah, she's yeah. Like, thank you, Francis. And he's just like, for the love of you know, edited podcast here. Uh, yeah, he's like, yeah. thanks for what? And he's like, well, she goes, somebody had to teach him how to kill. 
Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's what it ends up with <laughs> yeah. his legacy now is leaving Thanos, Thanos and knowing yeah. how to kill instead of keeping a little cute little baby Thanos yeah. soil himself. And just kept kept back and forth. He's just like, why him? Why can't you just leave him alone? She's yeah, like, yeah. You know, and that's even the it even continues with that good moment where he's even still acting like a father. Like he's like, you know, just leave him alone. Please give this kid a chance. Yeah. You know, can't there be second chances? She's like, Nope, not with well, not with me. It doesn't yeah. happen. And, and then she's he's like, many yeah. children. And I like it. It's just basically like, you know what? I am pissed, and <laughs> off I go to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It's so funny with it that he just storms off. He's so angry, and he, it says on the bottom, Cosmic Ghost Rider will return to Guardians of the Galaxy, and then on the opposite page there, even at the number one Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm yeah. like, man, they're really pushing that, but I thought this was yeah, a They really... know who's going to sell the book, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this character, and I yeah. love the way Donnie Cage wrote it. I had a great time with this miniseries. This is pretty much the one thing out of all the stuff we do that I'm so glad that we started doing this podcast just for this book. Yeah. It's it's my favorite book that we've done. And because of that, without, and like we said, not a lot to talk about, still giving it a nine. And mm-hmm. I could go probably higher. I, I could almost go to a nine, five. I'm going to go to a nine. I'm going to relax a little because you do end up kind of where everything's just reset. And it yeah. doesn't mean it's almost like it never happened. You know? But the, the but. big point is, is I think that, and this, this might be us filling in the blanks and we try not to do that a yeah. lot, but <laughs> we get mad about that it. look from Thanos, yeah. Thanos to <laughs> me shows this wasn't just the simple oh, well, let's replace this. It's all going to set. You still could have changed it. And yeah, it doesn't, happened, He doesn't because he just doesn't realize. I also think you could even say that at this point, he's so upset with himself. He's actually seen a happy version of himself with his wife that he had to destroy because yep. he was getting rid of he, he also saw what happened with Punisher Thanos and it all went wrong. So he thinks he's a defeated man. And he's just like, you know, I think that he was hoping he'd just put baby Thanos there. Baby Thanos would have learned his lesson and, you know, grew up. But but the pissed off look on baby (laughs) Thanos really makes this. It makes the whole story for me. It's so good. It's a great great ending. Yeah, it is. I I was really scared when I picked up the book. This I'm like, uh, I hope this one doesn't kind of flutter out at the end. Like so many comic book stories kind of end up doing Uh, and it just was a good wraparound conclusion where, you know, you're, you're kind of left to an open interpretation about how Frank and Thanos would have really ended. But I yeah. don't know. I, I feel like there's enough there. We're not hey. quote unquote, filling in the yeah. blank. No, like, and really, I mean, we're talking about a timeline changing. <laughs> is it real or not type of story? The, the week that Mr. Miracle came out, I, yeah. I'd sooner read this. <laughs> I, and this is a yeah, five it was, issue. It was just much more yeah. like sweet and to the point. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like and, you, you understood everything that ha- happened yeah. kind of in a similar yeah. way in Mr. Miracle, but just with a better, better way of storytelling. Yep. Yeah. I, and yeah, Mr. Miracle was 12 issues. This was five. I'd read this three times through <laughs> and I'd read 15 issues of this than, yeah. than that. So yeah, yeah. I want to buy a book t- for Christmas for someone. You say, well, uh, this will get you into comics possibly. Yeah. This might be one of them. Cause you don't need to really know a whole lot about any. No. And it's funny too, or... because you do have a lot of characters getting thrown in, but they're thrown in in a way 
that are that's fun. Mm. I mean, like at one point, Galactus is there. He's jumping around. You have the Watcher there, but they are done in a way that's kind of not integral to everything going on. But if you know what they are or it makes you go and learn about them, it makes it which that's how I kind of was. And it made it even better. I really, really liked it. I liked it so much. Uh, What did you give a score? Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine with you. I think I'd give the whole series right around a nine. I'd give it a nine as well. I loved it. I'll probably, this will be probably the first trade that I get of a Marvel thing because I want to have this uh, just to have. And, And really, it's funny you say, it's not just for me to read later. I think that I would use this as something along the lines of if one of my sons said, "Hey, you know what?" I'd say, "Read this real quick," and it's yeah. such a quick read too. Yeah, uh, you <laughs> no, know, you'd be not... done with that in forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah, sure. it's so good. It's so good. I, I think that Eric should read it. I've told yeah. him, and he likes the idea of of hearing. He. The funny thing is. All Eric does is he wants me to tell him about the books all the time. So I sit there and like now, and it's hard because we started doing this on Wednesday. We don't get the review copy still. I think that our messages to uh, Marvel have gone for naught. I did get, I did get a name to to contact. No, nothing back. So we, we get these books on Wednesday and have to do it real quick to do the podcast Wednesday night, and then. I do the extra part where I go and talk to Eric the rest of the week about these. And the best thing is, is he seems so he's talking about extermination all day today about how much he liked that. No, the uncanny X-Men he liked that. I showed him the cover and he's like, man, that looks really neat and whatever. But when it comes down to the work, involved of coming home yeah. Wednesday and getting ready. And, and he wants no out, parts yeah. of it. No <laughs> yeah, parts. He's like, yeah, have fun, sucker. But yeah, <laughs> we're going to move on to the last book that me and you are going to talk about, just me and you, before Double A Run comes in. It's another Donny Cates book, Venom Number 8, written mm-hmm. by Donny Cates, art by Ebon Coelho, Andres Mosa, and VCs Clayton Kells. This is a pretty kick-butt issue of Venom. We get a brief but cool return of Flash Thompson and see who stole the dragon DNA and why. I think most Venom fans... Uh, will be fired up by the end of this issue, a, a short and sweet deal. And again, I, I think that what I like about Donny Cates the most is that he does end up getting the most out of the what he does. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you, yeah. you can have like you don't have to have over explanations. You don't have to have sometimes, the, you know, there'll be a lot of talking at the beginning of this. There's a lot of talking, but everything fits. Everything is for a purpose in my mind. And and the setup with this is you still have Eddie uh, and he's he's still captured. But with that, you, you start off where you think he's off uh, looking at Flash Thompson's grave. Yeah. He's there with Flash Thompson. It ends up being false. It ends up being like a VR type yeah, matrix thing that they're doing this. Um and this leads to more of this talk because they and they think that he has gotten the symbiote dragon DNA. You know, they, they're still going with who was it who ended up stealing this DNA. But with that, yeah. you get this whole the maker, idea, yeah, the maker saying evil this, read, read uh, yeah, Richards read. Richards. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you, you have him and talking about it, but he throws out that whole idea because the, the big thing with Eddie now is that a symbiote, he can't really talk to it. It's lost connection to the host, the dragon's down. And he, oh my, to me, it's very similar to if you had a green lantern ring and you haven't recharged it. So, yeah. you know, you know, he has to go, he, he can't go to space, but he kind of has to, he has to go to the home planet and all this stuff would have been the way to kind of recharge things. And he hasn't. So the symbiote is just almost like a, 
primordial like reactionary yeah. thing now it's it just, just goes off instincts there's yeah, no it's like, an you know, reasoning thing. with it uh there's no talking to it there's no response and, and we found that out before so with this he's not really focusing that much on this just said yeah you know you told me that my other's brain dead and and it starts with this thing here with that he shows that the maker shows that they do have this weird sort of DNA strand symbiote of flesh. They, yeah. they ended up being able to take it. And with that, what they want to do is dig up flesh's body and end up, Studying. you know, kind of reinvigorate what, whatever it will be. It'll be he, the drag he wraps it around into almost seeming like he wants to help Eddie. Yeah, uh, and Eddie's almost on board with it until he, he, he mentions says. digging up Flash Thompson's yeah. body, and, with and, this, and he wants none of that. Yeah. And with this, you've all, you got a bit of a setup here at the beginning, even where he's talking to Flash's grave and things like that about the idea that the symbiote still kind of yearns for Flash, like, still like, has uh, yeah. you know Flash is better. And Eddie even says, you know, I'm really sorry that you're dead. You're like a brother to me, even though you know we haven't had the best relationship. But it was more because I was kind of jealous because you seem to be the best Venom there was. And you know, and I wish that you were here. You don't deserve what happened to you. And then all of a sudden, like you said, Maker kind of is like, well, we have the strand. And it seems to be like this whole idea where He's like, oh, wait a second. You know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe Flash. Anybody had to have thought it right away that, yeah. oh, this, this is how he's going to bring Flash back. Yeah. Yep. yeah and so, but it's not that, that simple because what happens is about that whole digging up his body. And uh, Eddie goes nuts and the symbiote goes nuts and they start just smashing the man, <laughs> just smashing his face into yeah. the ground. But he goes, he gets attacked and they pretty much anti venom. Uh, soldiers they have sonic guns and things and with that they end up going and the symbiote grabs this dna strand of flash and it ends up breaking and then kind of combines with them then i thought okay now we're gonna have flash that's the symbiote now and i actually thought that's a that really would have been cool, cool. idea. I, I thought that, that is awesome. This is gonna be so have awesome flash's personality now and and I thought this was all set up because now he had the brain dead symbiote. Well, mm -hmm. now this takes place. You don't want to have 18 people talking in Eddie's head. But if it's just Flash now, that's awesome. Yep. The problem is it burns off. I know. It goes away. I'm like, really? Because at this point, he turns into Flash. You know, it's Flash Venom in Eddie. Yeah, going. He goes all Agent Venom. Oh, he's, he's got so the guns good. and his like, yeah. you know, tentacles. It's and so awesome. And, and even Eddie's like, boy. Flash was pretty kicked butt. Yeah, and he was. Start that comic to get was, out. I love that comic when uh, he was I really really thought I was so excited that that's what we were going to get. And it ends up where, uh, you know, th they leave. And the maker even says, you know, hey, we got to figure out what we're doing now. He kind of goes and he's like, Brock took Flash's uh, codex away. It's frustrating, but I got a tracker. And if we need him in the future, we'll use him. You see that that's not their real big thing they just kind of they still want to know where the hell the you know the dragon dna like all yeah. that stuff and yeah. what's going yeah. on yeah. and yeah. you see that the maker has a little bigger plan yeah he's got other things brewing there's yeah. uh nick fury the unseen up there it looks yep. like 
that guy in the middle looks like Mor- Morbid or not yeah, Morbid, yeah. but uh the, Mortred- the dude chasing the spiders right now. The uh, oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. The inheritor and then Thanos, Galactus, Galactus. Surfer. I don't know what and that the, circle is. Uh, yeah, I, and guess. the other kind of scenes. Oh, Malice Spider Verse, possibly. Thing. Yeah, yeah, possibly. possibly. Yeah. yeah, and you like you said, Galactus and stuff. So he's got, like you said, he has other things on his mind. And it's funny because I, there's a weird deal at the beginning. Where you have the maker say, like, what would you do if you got out? And he's like, you would. And he even says to him, you know, to Eddie, you, you'd probably go to San Francisco, right? To your dad. You had some problems there. And he's like, no, I think I'd go visit Flash's grave. And that goes. So to me, he does go right to Flash's grave then. And I think yeah. that this is definitely to show you that the maker really isn't that concerned right now. Because he already told no, him where he he'd knows- go. Yeah, he yeah. knows exactly where he'd go, and that's exactly and he has where a tracker he as well. Going. Yeah, and he goes <laughs> the two yeah. places he told him he wasn't going is where he goes. It's so. exactly where he'd go, and he has a tracker. So you're like, ah, oh, the maker, you know, all this was going on, but I really wish Flash was still involved. So you do see him go. He says goodbye to Flash. He's like, you know what? I'll carry you. You burned off. I I don't hear you anymore. It was kind of neat that I did. You're kind of fully dead now. Uh, you know, but I'll still have a piece of you wherever I go. And then he goes off to San Francisco, which was the second place to his yeah. house, where if the last time, if you remember, they kind of pull it out at the beginning of this as well. He did end up waking up. The symbiote had taken him to his father's house. And remember when he woke up and there was that other little kid where he, you know, come yeah. on in. I can't remember his name. And, and it really threw Eddie off that it looked like his dad had like started a, another uh, that brother or something. Yeah, it yeah. seemed like a, his dad brother another family, and he seemed really thrown off. But then you end with a hooded figure going through uh, a cave and ends up handing over a thing. Now, again, this is where I say that Donny Cates is really good with things. We already have fully spelled out with the vial of Flash Thompson. So when this vial gets handed over to this person – you kind of get the idea of what it might be. You know what I mean? And this is more of this dragon thing and the vessel and all this stuff going on. But he's already set that up. So you don't have to end a cliffhanger with all this exposition of here it is, a vial. This is a this and a DNA strand. We've already gotten that. He just hands it over and goes. And then you see that they're pretty much going to try to remake uh, Carnage yep. is how it ends. He's and dead. They're trying to re- bring him back and to again, life. Uh, it was very well spelled out before that of bringing Flashback that way yeah. with the vial he had. So I, I really just to point out how well Donny Cates does this. He wants to give you a cliffhanger that's all about the shock of the cliffhanger. Yeah. He doesn't want to explain things. That they, it's almost like explaining a joke then. And that's not good. So you can't have a cliffhanger where you see that it's going to be carnage. And then, well, we're going to get this and we're going to get the body. And we're, no, you've already gotten that info. So when they hand that and he goes and you see it's carnage, then you're like, oh, crap. You know, that's yeah, it's pretty all put cool. together for you. Yeah, I really like it. I really that. think that this book is just so well put together. And where I had been down a little, even by the time Eric was just about to leave, I was a little down on this book. Not this issue. I really like this issue. I really like the whole thing with Flash. I got upset that it burned off. But by the end, having Carnage as the cliffhanger that they're going to make him and stuff like that. The only thing that I don't like is just the idea that you don't have the real symbiote yet. Yeah. You know, you just have this. Yeah. Yeah. I need him to like that was the good thing. So now you just have 
Eddie walking around talking to himself. Yeah, I feel like a, it feel when a pity party for the most. Yeah, part. yeah. So that's the only thing that I am. But he, you know, he has gone through some crap. So I, <laughs> I can see how it is. But I still like this. But I, I give it an eight. Uh, I love the art. I could even go as high as an eight five probably. But I, I'm gonna stick with the eight. But I'm really enjoying it again. So I, I'm excited to see what's gonna go on. What would you give it? Yeah, I'm rolling with an eight for this one, too. I, the cliffhanger really grabbed me by the end because uh, I knew that Carnage one shot was coming out. And I was just yeah. real happy they did such a good job of setting it up in this book that, you know, it's just not a stupid superhero or supervillain resurrection. Now, it, it just yeah. has a little more sense to it behind it. Uh, just uh, a line throwing it away. Oh, I'm back again or I got yeah. better, you know, something yep. like that. Uh, so so it gives a little more, you know, weight to the story coming up I in the agree. future and. I can't wait to really see a, another Venom Carnage story. I mean, I, I, it gets a little cheesy and just a little ultraviolet. I've, I've never been around for one, so I'm excited. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. fired. I, I personally always am a fan when Carnage comes yeah. around. I know some people don't really like him a whole bunch, but he's he's a good villain to have around in the yeah. Spider-Man universe every once in a while. Yeah, and these, so, are the, uh, these are the things, though, that I, I expect, like I've been hoping for, with this fresh start and again we come on and you know we have the little song i did at the beginning about fresh start and fresh start seems to have been kind of left behind by by marvel it seems to be like something they don't say anymore it's just kind of like "Eh." but i still go with the idea that i'm here with a fresh start it's the gym fresh start so what i want are these stories i want to see you know a carnage venom story i want to you know i want to see Green Goblin. I want to see these are the things that I've always heard about. Now, some of these aren't possible. Some of yeah. them aren't going to happen. But those are the sort of things that would get me excited because I, I haven't been around for that. Now, I haven't been around for, say, the eight million times that Spider-Man's a clone. But I already have a dual Spider-Man story under my belt. So at least I had that. But that's kind of the things that I want. And uh this is exciting. And with that, this book has been all about kind of re, you know, revamping the whole universe of Venom and things like that. This feels like it's more back to what a lot of people and, and people love this book. And it's such a big seller, too, for a Venom book. But I see some of the people who are detractors of it are just like. And I've seen this before, this Venom stuff with, you know, you got to recreate this and that. Tell me what the symbiotes are or whatever. But I think that most people will get excited, at least for a little, to have uh, Carnage. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's well done. And it has his writing has such a more immediate payoff than so yeah. many other people like yeah. just, that drag things out for 25 yeah. issues. When uh, you almost know what the answer is going to be, it's just like, tell it to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he, does, I, he doesn't hold your hand either. So you know everything the combo of everything seated he, throughout the story. And then boom, the you're, it's he, all wrapped up in just, one issue. Yeah. And and pointing out the whole deal. Like I said, you get you get Flash Thompson's DNA strand symbiote thing in the beginning. He, he does. Everything seems to have a purpose. And the purpose isn't seven issues down the line. Yeah, the purpose is at the cliffhanger or the purpose is six pages from then or at the most the next issue right you know what i mean it's there's not a lot of string along and that's why like you have a lot of people do mini series and like he just we just talked about cosmic ghost rider where every every issue had something strong about it yeah like he almost sat there and like every issue has to be good in its own self we have a lot of these these uh mini series where you will have an issue dc does the six issue mini and i can tell you right now 
the fourth issue is almost <laughs> always nonsense setup. It almost is. Yeah. And then you get to the fifth issue, which half of that is to, to lead to a big cliffhanger for the end. He does not play that way, and he's so good. And again, one of the reasons why glad we do this Marvel podcast is for him as well, just to enjoy his books. And then, yeah, Death of the Inhumans, I thought it was a little stinker of an ending. It wasn't awful, yeah. but it was kind of a stinker. So it's not like we're saying he's. I'm just know, glad I don't have to listen to yeah. of the excuse of, oh, well, it's a hundred issue story for my payoff. Well, yeah, I don't I've need gotten- that. Way more payoff in no. eight issues of Venom than I have in fifty-eight issues. And, and of I Batman. think with with this with this whole Venom story, like you said, he doesn't hold your hand. It's not a stupid story. No, it, it's it's got some nuances to it and things like that. So, but I don't need something that at the end, oh man, it really makes you think. Think of what the hell happened because yeah. I don't know. You have the stuff and you get excited for the next issue. That pretty much the the basic thing in my reading of a comic and i would say that most comic writers what you're supposed to do is have an engaging story and then when it ends you want to read the next issue and his issues always have me do that but that is it for the first half of the podcast we're going to go off now to be joined by aaron for the second half all right aaron's with us and we're going to start off with what brandon amazing spider-man number nine written by nick spencer art by herberto ramos michelle brindini victor alabanza edgar gelgado eric archienga and vc's joe carmanga nick spencer takes a lesson from mr bendis and fills this book with dialogue on any open page space he can find black hat and spider-man's past is recapped the hot topic of the moment ptsd is addressed and more thieves guild backstories all told here by the end, I felt like I read an oversized book that went nowhere fun. Get to the fireworks factory already, Nick Spencer. I'm bored. Yeah, uh, I'll give you one thing. I mean, I, I've read some over-the-top Bendis dialogue. There's a lot of dialogue here. At points, I was enjoying it a little more than I think you were, Brandon. And it's more of, and Aaron even said, that it is uh, Nick Spencer's version of Sanctuary from Heroes in Crisis. Now, the thing that I like about this Sanctuary is nobody dies. And also, it <laughs> seems to be set up for something good. And it seems like it may even play off for a little bit of fun and some smiles and things like that, since it's Jarvis that seems to be the head of it. And it's it's PTSD, but it's also kind of the uh, support group for people who have this weird life of not being superheroes, but having superheroes, this would be like a support group for wives of, of the military, yeah. you know, and not even wives, but partners, you know, family members of that. Yeah, so that them being they have off to cope with them being whatever. off. And they even say, it's almost yeah. like you hear a lot of times where, uh, you know, uh, and I always see it in movies or TV shows where the the police officer, the cops going off and says to the wife, you know, you don't know what it's like. I'm on the thin blue line, baby. And then she says to him, like, you don't know what it's like to have to sit here and not know what the heck's going on with you. I'm just here and I got to worry about it. So I, I actually really like that. It's It's a weird concept just to throw in here, mainly in my mind. 
because it didn't really seem like Mary Jane needed it that much. That That's the biggest yeah, problem yeah, I no. have with it. It feels a little forced in because of who she encounters as her cliffhanger yes. from last issue. And, and that's it what feels a little forced in, but her pulling back also kind of makes it feel less forced. Yeah, it, it's just a weird deal of the idea if you if you would sit there and think about like all the I'm not just talking Marvel, but of all the you know characters all around or whatever, and say who would need this support group? Well, first off, Willie Lumpkin's there. He even says like I just delivered their mail, but he's there <laughs> because the problem is he always ends up in the line of fire a lot of times. Hey, he was just in. He just got shrapnel to the heart in that uh, that Black Panther Deadpool issue uh, a couple weeks. So he's there. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't think of Mary Jane as that. Mary Jane even, you know, has broken up with Pete and stuff like that. And it's just weird to kind of go. But I like the concept, I think. But the problem is, is basically you have two things going on in this issue. You have Black Cat and Spider-Man around to go to the Thieves Guild. And then you have this kind of sanctuary type deal going on. And I don't know if I like either of them full out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like but, each of them are kind of going and it's just, I don't know. Uh, I just what didn't a, have a whole lot of fun with like exploring this Thieves Guild more. I feel like yeah. I got the gist of it last issue and just repeating what it's all about again here is just, it feels like a waste of paid space. I mean, they do tie it into, you know, Black Cat's young, being a young kid. Yeah, you see that and how she became part of that. It, it doesn't do a whole lot for me. And I've been reading Spider-Man for a long time. And so the, that might the, be part, part of the problem, actually. Yeah, man. Yeah, the this backstory is, this is a lot of backstory for people that haven't been reading it. Yeah, well, you, that's new, the thing. New reader though. friendly. I'm a new reader. And yeah, I see this. And yet I, I didn't know the story but I wasn't really amazed by what the story was. I, I actually, if you would have really pinned me down, I may have come up with something similar. I mean, not exactly, <laughs> but I would have been, actually, I would have been just like, I really don't care that much. She looks hot and she's always with, you know, she's kind of the back and forth with Pete and, you know, Spider-Man and stuff like that. But uh, the one thing I did like, there was the tie-in that the Thieves Guild were involved in that heist. The, uh, Lef- the what is it? The Lafonza heist, which was the one that was done in Goodfellas. So I was excited <laughs> about that. That was the big Goodfellas heist when they ended up, uh, you know, stealing stuff from that airport stuff. Uh, but yeah, with it though, you you don't. It's it's a quick issue. Even with yeah. it, there's a lot of re- reading, so you, that slows you down. But there's not a lot going on, but you do go. No, that, and that's kind of what I was, you know, we, we're recapping just things we've already known or seen now. in Spider-Man's past. And then really the only new development is we find out Black Cat wants half the hero's things. Yeah, to, you that's know, a big thing. Because they do off. go, she <laughs> says, I know I'm still part of this Thieves Guild. I can take you to the safe houses, whatever. We can go get your guy's stuff. Pete does get his, uh, he gets the web slingers back. But you see all the other things. But yeah, then Black Cat's like, I'm taking half of it. And you're like, what? Like, he thought that she was there, you know, for the goodness of Greater her heart. Good, to, yeah. yeah, to do that. And she's, Dummy she's, Pete. Yeah, yeah, dummy. Uh, but yeah, you, you go. And it's funny, too, because this came up uh, this week where I was asked, and it was kind of spelled out as well, that 
where DC takes three months to make an issue. Uh, it's usually a three month process. So whatever we read this week was probably finished three months ago. D, uh, Marvel goes like three weeks. They're very quick. And I swear to God, when those, when they go to that meeting, that's like the sanctuary, those, you know, flying little sentries or whatever, yeah. it it's really good. does seem like this is making fun of the sanctuary. <laughs> it really does. And, and with that, feel that, it way. could be. And that, one, right that one kid at the blurry face in the left corner is Genki. Okay, yeah, I'll yeah. Say that's Genki. And the middle one's probably Pepper Potts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, either it Pepper like Potts or yeah, yeah. And there's Genki, and the top yeah. left one I was thinking would be uh, Foggy Nelson. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Both the, the middle top one I was the only one I could think of was like Donald Blake. I don't know, Professor X. It looks like a bald-headed white guy with a purple tie. <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, you, you could, the, the thing about this, though, is funny though. Just with that one panel. Also, I, I would have laughed. Now, really, full out. If that was a nine-panel page with all the people, yep. I would have oh, said, boy. hands down, they're yeah. making fun of them. got an extra point for me. Yes. Now, yeah. the, the thing about it, though, is in a roundabout way, it does kind of point out that the Marvel Universe has a lot more of these kind of normal people involved with the superheroes than yeah. DC. Because really, think about who would be here from the DC universe. If you did have the DC deal, obviously you would think that Alfred would be the one starting it. Yeah. But you, in my mind, you go right to heroes, not the people on the side. Cause I, Holly? <laughs> would yeah, it be there, Holly? <laughs> there's just, yeah, there's not a lot of people on the side. It's always these vigilantes or heroes that Steve Trevor, maybe barely even yeah. in the books. Anymore. Yeah. 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 So it, it's kind of a cool deal, but really that, that is, you have this set up too, where in my mind, I don't know why, but I think that this is going to lead to some troubles where almost identities get out or something almost like the sanctuary as well, because it just seems like, why would you have this here just out of nowhere and spelled out where Mary Jane's like, you know, you can't do that. You didn't tell him about Peter. Did no, no, I, you don't tell anybody anything. Well, it just seems weird. To, to I don't know. That, that girl's kind of straight up though. Cause she's a cop. No, I'm saying I don't think she's going to. I think that uh, maybe somebody's going to try to infiltrate this and try to do something. Yeah, it's I just, don't think it ends well. Like, I don't think this is just. It's a, just weird to, to just get thrown ending. out. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. just I, weird I would, to I throw it out. I hope they keep it just kind of. It would be funny on the side. Straight just up. Yeah, no, side. Just go back to this where you have where all of a sudden the next, you know, we don't see it for a couple issues. And then all of a sudden Mary Jane goes and like they, they start talking, you know, a lot of trash. On all the people, and then then it would be funny because then you'd have even with the blurry faces where you'd have Foggy like talking about you know the guy's blind and he doesn't even listen like and he <laughs> and really he they're coming to a bit of a disaster and and with uh you know Daredevil coming up anyway so maybe he'll need that but I, I do yeah. like the idea but yeah by the end it's just basically hey I'm gonna keep half the stuff oh man Black Cat I can't believe you you're gonna do that oh no. There's the thieves guild of yeah. <laughs> and then it ends, and it's it's very quick. The the thing about this is though, I'm not that irritated by it. I, it's not like it's the greatest issue, but I wasn't angry at the end. No, I was just no. like yeah, it's kind of what it is. And, yeah, you know, I, I'm just still a little let down. He he had me on board for a little bit after. Um, yeah, you were. All, I forget on board. Who that was that boomerang stuff, and yeah. and then like you know this thieves guild stuff has come along, and it's just kind of killed my momentum. I had going for a little bit, and I still enjoy it enough. It's just not. 
it's you know, uh, top it, of my read pile. If I, I would say it, it reminds me, I, I actually like it a little better than the book I'll say, but it kind of reminds me of Doctor Strange where it, it's trying to figure out the what it wants to do. It, yeah. it can't. And this book, though, has ADD. It's all over the place, and then we'll get back to this and that. But you know what? Sometimes that's a little better than having a lot of issues doing nothing. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of is all over the place. But uh, I'd give it a seven, actually, uh, overall. What would you give it, Aaron? I'm sitting around a seven, too. Uh, Mm -hmm. I really like the art. uh, I like the art. Alicia Bandini or something like that that does the the part where uh, they're sitting at the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, changes right there. That, that I like that art actually a lot more than Humberto Roma, Romos or yeah, Ramos. Ramos, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I like it. I, 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 I like his character interactions. He it, it it might be a little guilty of overwritten, but I, I'm just kind of roll, rolling that off as a New Year reader friendly. No, uh, I I had a decent time. I the Thieves Guild it might actually need more flushing out. Yeah, well, then more interesting. It seemed more of a goof. The last issue, I mean, it wasn't a goof at first, where you had the club thing. That seems, but then all of a sudden they're stealing all the equipment and stuff, and it seemed to be played for laughs, and then it's not. I I think that they do need a little more fleshing out and a little more kind of stick with one tone, if you ask me. But uh, go on, Aaron. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I'm just gonna say seven. Yeah, yeah. It It was an enjoyable issue. Yeah, yeah I, I don't hate it. I'm going six five. It's it. I got enough out of it where I had fun, and I do like the art in this book. It's always great. But um, I, I don't know. I I'm just after the reveal with Kingpin, I thought that's what we were getting into. Yeah. I was sidetracked by Boomerang. I was okay with it because I enjoyed it. But now I, it's like getting too far removed from those big developments. Yeah, I agree. And then when we get it's back the to the universe, it, Brandon, and when when, yeah. when we get back to it, it, almost seems like the book's been delayed because we go back to a weird, you know, thing that we haven't yeah. dealt with. For and so they love long. bringing up all this stuff from the free comic book day issue. Like, I don't yeah, know they really if do. they want to recap something, recap that. Cause that happened six months ago, not one issue ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're going to go off to the next book, which has been delayed. And I'm wondering why I, I can't figure it out. I really can't figure out why this book was delayed. It's definitely not the story. And it kind of upsets me. What is it, Brandon? Yeah, we got Fantastic Four number three. Uh, where's my blurb here? The first, uh, Dan Slott is the writer. Sarah Pacelli is on art. Nico Leon is the inker. Marte Gracia does colors. And VC's Joe Carmanga is on letters. The first three-part art comes to an end with the Fantastic Four back in tack and i wish i could say the story was fantastic but this was a very uneventful return between delays pimping a wedding and some awful art this book just isn't for me right now but i do hope the true fantastic four fans are happy with it to me yeah, Dan Slott yeah, is so a one book guy and i think iron man is a big part of the reason this book doesn't feel as special as it should right now yeah, the, the the problem I have with this is usually, you know, you you have a th- you have a three issue arc here, and you're going with it, and you're really depending this issue, especially on the villain, 
and this villain is not good. Terrible. And this villain <laughs> is, is generic. The villain is defeated in a very... Now, again, you're going to defeat the villain by Reed kind of figuring out things, so that, that works that way. The but, Reed spells it out that she's generic. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and by the end, it's just like, really? Like, this was only to... And, and then by the end, I... He, why did you end up having that awesome cliffhanger where everybody joined in? And yes, I see the plan, but the plan, it, you could have made a different plan to make it a more of a book where you have, you know, you have Spider-Man just to walk over. Hey there, buddy, you know, with great power comes up. <laughs> I honestly could not remember where all these other characters yeah. came from. I, and and, and it threw me off. Did it throw you off when Medusa had like a speaking role of this? I'm like, Boy, like where you know you shouldn't be here. That's it. It just kind of felt weird after the death of the Inhumans. I just, I just thought this whole thing was weird. How they they're just standing around hugging each other while everyone else is fighting. And that's the other the, thing. That's and I, mean, I, I know, know that's part of the here. plan, but it was just like. Hey, you guys go over there and, and distract her a little while we hug it down. You know, we're going <laughs> to hug it up over here. And then you guys destroy that, but you're really not going to. And well, then Hope I, just I, shows I up. Forgave, I would have forgave that little hug circle, but then they go run off to grab the kids, too. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, yeah. so it's like two pages. Of yeah, so why? Just I mean, fighting it, in the background and trying it, yeah. to destroy their and ship. And it's almost when, like. When Hulk was already inside. Inside, yeah. yeah. And like, oh, don't and, tell anybody I did it. It was, it, was it was just. I, I, how could this be issue three? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. And and where and, and, and it, it has a strike against it too because Marvel two and one is the last issue I remember over yeah. this over issue two of this and I, and that one had a lot of feels for yeah. for me in it. And yeah, this is just and I don't know just, if the art yeah, is and that's, off to me. Yeah, too. it's all. I think the whole thing is off. It's really weird, and they want to get you know Dan Slutch trying to get a little of the feels going, uh, but then also you have to have like the whole deal. Where it's like, I don't know, Dad. You know, I I don't know if I can do this. Yes, you can. And then the villain's like, you made worlds. We already had this. I mean, I you even have some issue. recap and, and stuff like that. And the, the villain is so, you know, like you said, Reed even spells out. And really the, the way that they solve it is basically destroy everything but one, you know, one escape pod yeah. and then said, say to her at the end, <laughs> whoa, whoa, time out. Like, I'm telling you, the worst part of this villain who's talking a lot of trash throughout this is that instead of the villain monologue, she's asleep at the wheel. Yeah, what is she doing? What is issue. she doing? No, they, I don't at know. At one point, the Fantastic Four are hugging each other and she's <laughs> off doing something. And I, I really and, and and the worst part of this whole deal by the end, you really and and this is me just being you know cynical and kind of a jerk. I almost want one of the heroes to die so that they can throw shade at the Fantastic Four for going over and making this plan. Like you know, Miss Thang is dead. She's dead. <laughs> you know, you see her at the one. Well, that was the other thing. They're throwing like just people oh, that yeah. the Fantastic Four from all different eras yeah. and continuities, yeah. and I don't have. Yeah, any you idea have yeah multiversal things going on, and really most of the time that spells some fun times, and and really spells some fun times art wise. And that's off here too. No, this and, art is not good. I've seen Sarah Pacelli do some great. Yes, I, mean, I have uh, too. I like Sarah Pacelli. Not good. I don't know what's not. 
And it's Nico Leon and Sarah Pacelli. And I, I don't really know Nico Leon uh, that much, but I've seen Sarah Pacelli art and I like it. So where the where's the delay? W- what caused it? Was it the art wasn't done? Uh, because, again, it can't. But was it that they had to change things because if this is what it got changed to, I want to see what the original thing was. And really, all this is is to just get the Fantastic Four together and get them back and, and basically for Ben to say, hey, by the way, I'm getting married. That That's basically I mean, what you get. You really do the artist any favors by trying to put every single freaking person in here <laughs> twice. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like you're reading an X-Men book. You got so many double characters. And- but even so, like you have where you have sometimes with these, like you, you will have a book with this. And like you said, there's tons of characters or whatever. But there'll be at least one page where you're like, okay, that's the 80% of the time they spend. It'll usually be the page with all the characters. And that kind of is at that beginning. At the beginning, they're all standing there with the family reunion deal, yeah. deal on that. And boy, that looks crappy. It looks terrible. <laughs> Look at Wolverine. Wolverine. Nobody looks good. There's Wolverine that one character so that out can of be like, oh, that's what she's got a grasp on. I, I, oh, there's my. nobody. I, I Spider-Man looks bad. Everybody, everybody looks thing. good. I'm telling you, Miss Thing. Miss Thing in the back of uh, looks like uh, like Jesus. I, it looks like a halo around her head. What is going on? And yeah, basically all of this then also where it drove me nuts is you have the villain like, you know what, Reed? I, I told you years ago that that this would happen. He's like, you know what? I remember when I was trying to figure out the the uh, the formula to prevent the end of the world, the end of the universe. And I thought, OK, this is kind of funny. And then it's like it was in some of the you lose i'm like really now, now you know basically it's it's freaking rocky four now and, you know you lose i'm like oh it's going on but yeah with that you end up with them together and off they go so we have them together now and hopefully what we'll get now is you know the start of what would really be the series start going you have the kids you you've established that they have grown up a bit when you had a, oh man you really grew and all that so you see that you know their their interactions with the rest of the dco and i or mco and i do kind of like that of anything of me just jumping in where i do see that say spider-man has a bit of an interaction with the kids and stuff. And even that though, they even have that big thing with Iceman and, uh, and Johnny. And then you have the Mr. Bobby Drake, please explain what does not canon mean. I'm like, Oh, please. Know, let's get out of this. I'm awful like, jokes. Yeah, let's get out of this. It all. Yeah. Uh, so. This will this will make you laugh. Uh, this is a 10 out of 10 on the roundup here. If you're not on board with this fantastic for you, it's time to reevaluate your relationship with comics as a whole, because oh! Really? Thank you, buddy. I'm glad that that guy's the gatekeeper of comic lovers. We are the the toxic fandom over here, apparently, because I did not like anything. I'll explain this. I'll explain this to, to this podcast as well, like I do on the other. Toxic fandom does not mean you're not allowed to like something. Everybody's allowed to like and dislike anything they want. Toxic fandom is that guy telling me now, that I'm not, I should just give up comics. <laughs> that's that's where I don't like it. It's me saying, hey, listen, if you like this Fantastic Four, you, you better go get your head checked, buddy. Like, that's tough <laughs> kind of throwing shade and hating on somebody just because, you know, whatever. It, nonsense. There's no reason why, if I don't like this uh, comic, that all of a sudden I should just hand my, my card. How, how did Sue take... Uh, 
what the hell's the kid's name? Her boy's name. Powerhouse. Yeah, powerhouse. <laughs> I don't know. It ends up making him kind of, uh, you know, incorporeal uh, yeah, when but she grabs. Yeah. He's not Kitty Pride. I know. And turns him invisible, maybe and they, nobody that, can touch. Maybe that was more. I thought when power invisible does not mean you you cannot feel him. No, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I totally agree. Like, uh, he, he disappears doesn't mean you don't have a hold of yeah, him. Yeah, she's got yeah. by his throat. And, and like, <laughs> and, and she doesn't even disappear right away. She's like, oh, I'm going to do a circle around you. I'm intimidating yeah, yeah. or something. I don't know, because she's coming right at her. And then yeah. all of a sudden, she's at the opposite side of her. Like, she's swooped around and then just grabbed the boy. And 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 the villain gave her the idea to do that too. Exactly. I don't know. Go ask Charlie. <laughs> Richly. Dear Charlie, how dare you tell me that I should give him sure. Oh my god. No, I, I'm gonna get toxic in a minute. I should reevaluate, please. Please. This, this issue is not good. It, it's not it's not horrible. It's just there. It's ju- it's, it's the yeah. definition of generic comic. Yes, and like, it's, it's just it's there as a placeholder. Yeah, to get us to where we want to get eventually, which the, the way I don't like the way this first three issues have been is when they do go, we, we end up on Earth next issue. We're, we're coming to the wedding. We're doing all this. This will never be you know referenced again this no. stuff of oh man remember when we were fighting that generic woman villain who couldn't do anything and then talk i can't a believe lot? they allowed this one to steal the thunder of marvel two and one yeah, yeah. i actually I mean, I, really it literally stole the thunder of it and, and yeah and, and that, significantly wouldn't you think that they would have been better served where you end two and one and then start the fantastic four by letting two and one yeah. maybe do the transition to instead of this Instead of this three, it's nonsense. This whole idea of, yeah. you know, getting the team back together and the family and stuff, it, it really felt that it, all three of these generic. It did. I'm giving it's it. It's almost I'm, like Dan DiDio was making the calls on yeah. how yeah. they launched just, Fantastic just, Four. This is not great. And, and just <laughs> the idea of the Fantastic Four being back and Dan slots on it and all these things is one of the big things that I was looking forward to. And this three issues. Now, I'm not telling you that I think it's going to stink going forward. I, I do think that it's going to kind of you know, get its own identity and go forward. I also think that maybe Dan Slott was trying to ease off a little for starting it till two and one ended. Maybe. I don't know. It just, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't no. feel like the it big feels like, turn. It feels like Bendis's man of steel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like something that's just not quite there. And, and what at the same like, way, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. Uh, so with that, I'm telling you, I hate to give it less than a six because six is what I have a gut feeling about. I don't like the art that much, though, and that's usually what will keep me above. So I'm going to actually go five, five. And that's, you know, it's kind of a positive five, five. I mean, it's positive (laughs) in the way that I'm glad we're done these three issues. And now it's almost like this is the preseason 
Now game one starts the next issue. And they're going with a new artist too. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you, we next issue we have game one, and it's an it's a division game to start the season. You hopefully, better come out fired hopefully, up. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the other Fantastic Four he's creating. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's what's next. Issue. Oh, great, great. Well, here we go, here we go. But yeah, this is a five five, and yeah, it's a five five. Like I would say that Brandon would say that the Buffalo Bills season so far has been a five five. Actually, I'd say. Do you, do you think the Buffalo Bills us. right now are three? Yeah, they're they're lower than a five yeah, out of ten. I yeah, mean, geez, yeah. we've, yeah, we've played are. four quarterbacks this year. Eagles are a four out of ten right now. Too. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're really hurting. But uh, what would you give it, Brandon? I'm gonna go just a flat five out of ten. Uh, I mean, I just didn't like the give art. Up your, you don't love like comics. You're out. Yeah, Charlie I guess says not. You're out. Kick me out of the club. How about you, Aaron? Are you out? Are you in with comics? I'm. I'm at a five-five. Also, yeah. Yep. Honestly, we're all out. I mean, there See is very weird-looking faces. Yeah. Uh, straight lines that just shouldn't be like straight lines. It's just heavy ink. I don't know. Yeah, I, I hate to pick I'm it with you. Too, I, I know. Same and here. The story just. It just. It's not made bad. with a thug. I, here's how I judge the art. If, if my buddy, he can draw pretty well. If I could give him like some blank paper and say, draw me these characters and they look better than what was then yeah, problem something I paid for, I have an issue with it. So, yeah, yeah I can't draw, and I know I don't know anybody who can draw. So I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I just go with I look at it and then kind of go with the idea of boy, this was delayed. It doesn't look like it. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of weird looking characters, but Agreed. we're going to move to the last book of the night. And obviously the biggest book of the week, something where, uh, you know, is the next phase in my mind of you had the fantastic four come back. And now this is the uncanny X-Men coming back. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not that I wasn't blown away, but, Me uh, either. Yeah, what what do you let's, think? What do you what do talk you talk about it? Yeah, what is X Men number one, written by Ed Brisson, Matthew Rosenberg, and Kelly Thompson, with a team full of arts artists, uh, inkers, and colorists. I've said it once. I've said it a hundred times. I'm a Wolverine fan, but I find way too many X Men. I knew it. Being exactly <laughs> the same for about thirty years now. When the Uncanny reboot was announced, I thought it was a chance to catch back up with the team I used to love. However, after reading this kickoff to a weekly series, I realize I'm just still a Wolverine fan. Oh Let's discuss my. the latest Marvel cast. Oh my! <laughs> I I have a. Do you like it, Aaron? Do you I liked like this first. That's the, the same with me. Thing. I actually thought that you would like it more than us. I really, I actually I really had a lot of fun with the first section. deal. Yeah. After I got done with this, I was like, man, I wish it was now, only that first chunk. Now, day, here's the deal. Which is a full issue. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> it's exactly. I was reading it, and this was the last book that I was reading to get ready. And now, obviously, we did a couple books before you came on because you were still reading these. I was struggling to get through this. And yeah, I, I know. Yeah. And first off, I, I get it digitally. And it is the uh, director's edition that is basically 290 pages. So when I loaded it up. I, I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> and I almost I, I almost messaged the friend and I said, Yeah. And, no, I'll tell you what I was gonna do. This is completely honest. I was gonna suggest that we end up having our regular podcast and then we get back together on Saturday and have a special only this issue podcast. It was two hundred and ninety pages. Obviously it wasn't. But when I was reading it, this first part I was really into. I was really having fun with it. I know that it is not exactly the most uh, 
original X-Men story. Yeah. I mean, you're going you're going with some X-Men tropes that I even know. But with that, you have some new characters. Yeah. I like the interaction with the characters. I like the, the things. Then it ends, and we have, you know, Bishop. And this is where I said to Brandon, I sent him a message, and he'll verify this. I said, I'm on the Bishop backup. <laughs> I will be done in a minute. And then I'm like... Oh no, should I tell him that I'm now on the Jean Grey backup? And now should I tell him that? I'm like, really? This is going on forever. It was taking me forever. And the idea of this first story where you have a senator and he's like, hey, everybody, you know, we're, we're, uh, you know, we have this vaccine. Like I said, very tropey, very big uh-huh. X Men thing. In the meantime, you do have the dark X-Men team kind of going off the bad X-Men team going to take care of this, you know, chemical factory and this new kind of fresh team of the uncanny X-Men going to stop them. So you have that, which I like Kitty pride kind of phases out and things like that. But really big mystery here. The the big thing of this is though, is it also seemed to tie in kind of to the multiple men deal and you have Matthew Rosenberg. So I was like, you know what? I didn't exactly love that multiple men book, but this going in here, I actually thought, you know what? I'm glad I read that because now I know like just me, I'm like, I know Jimmy Madrex now. I see what's going on. Oh my God, this is cool. I was having a lot of fun. I really was. And if it ended it's one of those where is, is it too much is just too much because if it ended at that first story, which is still like like Aaron said, it's a full story, even a little oversized. If it ended that, I'm telling you, I'd be eight five yep. easily with the extra part. I, I'm down to a seven by they the time we get done. Contradicting themselves at one yeah, point. Yeah, it the- just I didn't like that extra part. It it just didn't seem to fit with the regular story. But I mean, there's other parts like Aaron. Tell us about the regular story. Uh, you know, give us a little more. I just kind of glossed over it. Well, it opens up with uh, Kitty Pride having to send the new mutants to an uh, faraway land. In, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember yeah. what land it was, but it, it it's dream session style. Jean Grey, uh, seeing Madrox get killed, and then they're at. The, she wakes up in the middle of the kitchen, and yeah. she's like, "Where's Kitty Pride?" Because Madrox was asking where Kitty Pride was. Yep. So Kitty Pride was on a journey to uh, have the kids, you know trial and error kind of match we're taking you out on a a a working uh meeting basically and meeting up with four arms and four arms are all making a joke of and wears triceps i liked it i I liked it but it turns out it was more than just four arms and fight is on basically yeah yeah and with that you you do end up seeing the plane goes down because kitty pride ends up phasing out and you don't know where she went. Yeah, she that's just the mystery built up on yeah. us. Like the most out yeah. of everything they're they're giving us here. Um, the the villains were just kind of uninteresting to me that they went to fight. You know, it, it being an uncanny issue, I wanted a big kind of X Men yeah, yeah, yeah. villain for them to take on. I was a little disappointed by that. But now you do get it by the end. I, I mean, there yeah. is a big cliffhanger. But the one thing, the only thing that really threw me off of this whole first part, in my mind, I, I just didn't like the portrayal of Laura. I, I didn't. I, she came off more of almost Gabby as Laura, and she did a little bit, and not having Gabby with Laura now, I, I don't play that. 
<laughs> if you have Laura, you have to have Gabby, and it just feels weird for her to be there. But she's too jokey to me. She hasn't been jokey like that, and it just it threw me off a bit. But with, I do like the part with Laura where she takes everybody out with the uh, fastball special. Yeah, I'm t- I'm talking more of when she has the orange slices yeah, on her things. Yeah. It just yeah. it, it, yeah, it, it seems another part too. That yeah, it did just. Oh, I was thinking you put orange slices on your claws. You suck those back into your arms. That's gonna sting. I don't yeah, care. It will. If you're a mutant it or not. will. That, that's like having ulcers in your mouth and eating lemons. Then I tell you, I want to point you towards some a little bit of unfortunate art. Go to page fourteen where uh, what what's the chick that has the body armor? Her arm. oh armor. That's yeah. her name. Yeah, armor. She, yeah. She's she's punching that beast. Uh, that Wolverine knockoff in the ground, and his arm is reaching up, and it looks like it's firmly planted on her boob. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, they, uh, oh, I see it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, you have the fastball special, though. And then, like Brandon said, the uh, you know, you do a wild side, which they even call him the night. Hey, you knock off Wolverine, you know, come here, and you know, they're they're not the greatest. They're all fighting over this place that's developing a cure for, yeah, them. and it's one of those where they're they like want to the destroy it. It's it's like one of those weird things where you have the X-Men saying, and yeah, it's like the movie, and they're like, hey, why are you protecting this? And why did that? But they're both there to kind of stop it anyway. And But they, you know, the uncanny X-Men, they, they don't want people to die doing it. It's just a weird kind of combo. And then it goes off to the senator and he's talking hey we gotta you know we have a cure we can do this everybody can get it it's senator ashton allen you have a bunch of the x-men in the crowd uh you have this weird deal where it looks like kitty pride is supposed to get up and kind of give a speech on their side of things at one point it seems like bobby's gonna get up and he's gonna give it his comedy routine you know his stylings i do like one thing because uh, jamie madrox comes out of nowhere and she's like, eh, you know what? And he is, he's terrible. So he's like, eh, is this on? He's like, yeah, and stuff like that. I do like that Bobby's like, yeah, that Jamie Madrox cracks me up. I, I thought that that was hilarious. Everyone else crazy. hates him. Oh Everyone my God, they hate his guts and he's messing everything up here because in the meantime, he kind of is doing a delay because a bunch of him are showing up and yeah, you get coming. this whole idea of, uh, you know, Jamie's there to save the center, but the center is getting taken away and he's trying to do this and you don't know what's going on. My issue with it is it it, it ends up, you know, being a pretty big deal who has taken both, you know, Kitty and now the center, but it's really, it's really jokey. I don't think he's taken them. I think he's also taken. You think he's taken? You know, he, yeah, he is. He is there. I, you're right. He is kind of, you know, kind of put on that big X. So you, you could be right. Just, uh, yeah, and he says our captors. I actually yeah. just saw it. I'm like, holy yeah. crap. But it, it is it is apocalypse. So somebody is gathering them. It is weird, though. They have Kitty in this little chair. They have the center in a chair. And then they have apocalypse on this big, you know, stone X. <laughs> Uh, deal. Now, another weird thing is throughout this, uh, at the very beginning, you had Beast and Storm in Africa, I believe, and they're like all of a sudden this. Yeah, uh, I didn't. There's a rain that doesn't seem natural, and it, yeah. it's kind of made a lake that is is uh, kind of being inhabited by fish and plants a little too quickly. Well, I guess that's a setup for later of whatever is the, going on. Is the Earth turning into a mutant? 
Yeah, maybe. Uh, the, the one thing that I thought was a little off as a new reader, uh, basically new reader, and especially with the new team, and then when the when the Madrox is coming, everybody starts attacking people with the senders. I wish that they would have spelled out a little better like the uh, powers uh, of each of the X-Men. Now I, I do get the idea of a bunch of them and I know a bunch of them, but I, you know, I, I think that they could have been eased in a little better, but they're, especially they're the new going, guys. Yeah. A lot of the new saying. characters too. Yeah. I, I mean, even for a issue that's labeled number one, like there's no name, not that's really name cards, nothing the, anywhere. Like the known X-Men are kind of just thrown out there for you to either know or not know. And I, I thought that with that, it seemed a little less, uh, user friendly than I thought it would be, uh, but yeah, luckily, when, they were, I, when they were in that uh, news area, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, they just it's just attacks on, and you yeah. have things going on, and like it's even like, yeah, I know, you know, Angel, and uh, you know, but well, I, I had some issues though there too. So it wasn't yeah, so pe- and that's what I'm saying. Some people don't know anything and just want to go, and, uh, yeah. And it just and, and yeah and and the other person yes <laughs> is it like a North Star or yeah yeah, yeah North Star yeah but people wouldn't know this and even, North Star in his outfit I don't yeah know. yeah well that's the problem I think the biggest problem is a lot of them aren't in their outfits so instead of having you don't have the placards or anything going and I mean. Angel is very recognizable. Yeah, but, but when you put him next to Cannonball, he's not. Yeah, and people <laughs> out of outfit. And also people just joining in, they keep going, Warren. And you're like, if you <laughs> don't know that, you're going to be left in the dust. And I think that some people's heads might be spinning a little after this big press conference goes bad, especially if you don't know multiple men, you are completely yeah, thrown you off. Read that six issue miss. Yes. Mini. I mean, and that's why I said, really I'm off. so glad I did, even though I didn't, and I didn't think they were it. tying that much. I mean, I, didn't I, did, I, I, I had an idea because I saw a variant cover that had, yeah, multiple yeah multiple men, but I was like, a variant cover could be just like, yeah, oh, yeah. I wanted to draw this. Well, yeah, there was an X Men variant cover for yeah. Spider Man this week. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So with, with that, it did throw me off, and then it kind of continues with these backups. Yeah. And first off, the backups come, and I'm, I'm not really that. First that one was brutal. I'm not really that big on some of the art in these, no, and me even, and there mm-hmm. some of the art with them. Our artist I actually like, I just, I didn't like it. But you have a Bishop story, a Jean Grey story, an armor and a Knoll story, and then a epilogue. And the Bishop story, within a page and a half, I almost checked out. And I almost thought to myself, like, (laughs) okay, this is just going to be nonsense at the end of these then all I of a sudden, it was gray gargoyle, not beast. Yeah, really, and, not, uh, yeah, yeah, dark yeah. beast. Dark uh, beast. Well, Sugar I, Man looks like a monstrosity. Yeah, yeah like, he that's not any Sugar Man I've ever recognized. Yeah. He normally looks like a monstrosity, but this is even a yeah. bigger monstrosity than he normally looks like. Yeah. He he looks like like I don't even know like a garbage pail kid. <laughs> he looks crazy. <laughs> but then but yet, Bishop, yeah. like he dies. Sugar Man dies, but that's a robot, isn't it? Yeah, he yeah, looks like a robot. Yeah, that's all set he's up. Like, to kind sorry, of... Sugar Man. So he's apologizing to so a robot. Bishop's in like, as... Yeah, and and with it all, and even yeah. earlier, yeah, with all these, and I just I didn't get the connection of what the story was because then you go to Jean Grey, she's there, she's waiting, you know, there for this Storm, story. and yeah. uh, an old lady comes to talk, and then things and get is, controlled. This is and... before the events of the first 
part first. Yeah, second. yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I just, I just sat there. I'm like, I am losing. I, I liked this. I liked this Jean Grey and the little. I like the art ladies. of Jean. The Jean Grey. Yeah, I like. I like the, the conversation between her and the old lady it's a little okay. bit. I mean, it, was it, okay. it was way over the top. Though. It was yeah. way over it over the top. But then, uh, just to make the moment with Storm and her that much more sentimental. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and Storm comes in, and then all of a sudden everybody has powers. They're being controlled, and, you know, things go wacky. And then you have this other, but, you know, I'm telling you, these backups were just, they. I was struggling to get through. It was through random. Them. I really was, yeah. Like, I don't understand how any of this connects to what I read before it. No, that that was my biggest problem, because then you go to an armor and an old story, and basically that story to me, you know, and it continues, obviously. Yeah, this yeah, continues, but it's more of all stuff. This story was before or after either. Yeah, yeah. And it, this, but this story sense. definitely is one of those where you want to see the, it's almost like the view of the new recruits. Like, oh, man, they have us in the sewers. We're doing this and that. And they, no. Yeah, I just I just don't know why. And, and then why. the last the last part where Bishop appears contradicts the first story he was in with his thing going off constantly yeah and and basically in these last i i'm telling you this these backups i they really brought my score down a bit and in my mind how we continue we'll see is that mystique at the end it does look like it would be mystique right and that's what i thought i don't know who else and is that just to set that up because it's just a weird deal and with that (laughs) in my mind i just thought by the end is like all right, you just wanted extra pages so you can so you could charge more. This, this I don't I don't that, think it's mystique. And then we'll see. It's just weird how all of a sudden she is, uh, you know, somebody whoever it is is the form of that old lady, and then kind of changes back to what appears to be a guy to walk away. Yeah, we'll it, it, the shoulders are too broad; like it's not a yeah, slim enough figure yeah, yeah. for mystique. Yeah. A dude, unless the, the dude is. Well, a, I mean, mystique could herring. be anybody. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a red herring <laughs> that we'll see the dude show up the next time. And well, that old lady had broad shoulders too. Was in like that. Was in the. X Men Black, yeah, 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 issue. yeah, and it's Maybe. just, it's just this, these backups I just did not like. It, it brought my score down to a but, seven overall. I mean, the the people that were going after that old lady said you were with him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm assuming it's a unless him. the him is not who we're seeing. And I stopped thinking so much them. into these backups when I just realized that they were taking place either before what I read previously or. Like it's either setting it's up what I've what I've read previously, or yeah, yeah. Like I just don't understand the purpose of their placement in the issue. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. kind of weird that they did that. It was probably because the stories just weren't as strong as the first one, so they were like, "Well, let's go with the strong one first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the back and get a lot of people closing the book before they <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I was that, that part kind of intrigued me though the, of the him who this him is and who walking off so that, and the and the added part of apocalypse on the first story was really cool because yeah yeah what's been going on in x-men black uh and in brandon you mentioned that it it is the earth becoming a a mutant now and that's kind of what happened in x-men black backup issues with apocalypse Uh, because uh apocalypse like degenerated down and then had to transfer into another body and then like you know, come back. the The planet was part of him. It seemed like so. I, I don't know. Maybe the Earth is a 
a part mutant now. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, if that if would be an expense at all. I, I would be okay with that. It, this book just feels like uh, they took a bunch of generic random X-Men stories. Like it feels a lot like X-Men one to me, you know, and I like the art, but I didn't get much out of it besides the cliffhanger to the first story. I'm going to probably be low on this uh, for what you guys think, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to seven. I'm giving it really? a five. Yeah. I, I'm uh, while we're, we're talking, I am looking at the variant covers that are after. And I think that I want to get the Scotty young uh, variant cover with the cartoony looking little, little uh, X-Men. Yeah. I, I do always tend to lean towards Scotty. Young. I love that cover. Yeah. And uh, the Joe Casada cover is, is awesome too. It looks so good, but there you go. And my uh, yeah. variant cover talk for the week, but yeah, I'm giving it a seven. What would you give it? I'm a seven too. I'm, yeah. I'm, quite, I'm totally on board with you today. Yeah, yeah, we're but. we're very uh, much right down the line. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have our book of the week, and mine is Cosmic Ghost Rider. That is easily my book of the week, and I love that series. And I, I just, it's so good. Did you end up reading that at all? I, I was halfway through it when you called. So good. <laughs> and I so was already, good. It was already my book of the week, and I'm yeah, only halfway yeah. through. No, I'm telling you, it doesn't disappoint <laughs> by the end either. I just, I loved it. So so much. Uh, same well, with really you, Brandon. Like this beginning, yeah. Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I and uh, I liked Venom a lot too. But uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider is definitely my book of the week. But that is it for the podcast next week. Where you're going to have a a couple more books that were out this week. We'll see if they're quick books or if we go full out because I think we only have four books that we would cover next week. So we'll grab a couple others. We're going to have quick books next week as well. It's just there were so many books and two of them were oversized. That Avengers was oversized as well. A lot of words. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot I'm telling you, know. sometimes it's like, you know, you can get through six issues or so and just kind of get that. It took me like two and a half hours to, to read yeah. all of I know, them. I read from when I got home to work till I told you that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I, I can kind of, you know, relax and maybe eat dinner and make my kids dinner. Uh, I just ate pizza on the couch. That's all I did. Yeah, I, I have this stupid diet. My kids had pizza and I'm just looking at them like, I'm not allowed to eat I that. I ate a now. whole box of macaroni and cheese. Oh, how dare you. I am gonna, I'm going to go now to eat. We had our, our we had our Thanksgiving uh, uh, meal thing at work today and there was nothing. The, the oh, stupid idiots. Stupid idiots. Say to me, this one lady comes up. Sweet hey, uh. Well, well, you have your diet, so we have a bunch of things you can have. And I, I'm like, really? Like, all I can really eat is, you know, kind of meat and stuff by itself. She's like, I know. That's why we got you the potato salad. <laughs> like, potato salad. All <laughs> the mayonnaise and Here's the worst. So I say to them, and they, they were being nice. They came out and said, so what, what, what can you eat that we're going to have? And I said, well... Is there's turkey, I guess, right? You're if you have lick turkey. the salt off of it yeah. for me, <laughs> I can definitely have turkey. Uh, that is full out because you know I can't even eat ham because it's got too much stuff in it and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I can have turkey. So they're like, okay. So Eric doesn't eat anything. He because he doesn't want to socialize with them. It's not that he waits till they're all done and then he runs in and eats stuff on the slide, which <laughs> I did end up having some uh, sleeve uh, apple pie for him. He didn't want it. But uh, I ended up doing it. I fell on the floor anyway. But uh, so I go in. They're like, "Oh, here it is." So they go, "Here it is. Here's your, you know, your, your the turkey that we have." I'm like, I, I hate to be mean, but you put you put tons of gravy on it. I can't have gravy. What happened? And they're like, "Oh, oh, oh no!" All the 
they ended up getting the turkey, cutting it. Every piece of turkey had gravy on it. They just put gravy. They put it in this big thing. I'm like, I'm out. But I, I ended up saying, like, thanks a lot. Oh, this is great. I went out. Hey, Eric, you want this? He's like, I'm not eating that. And I throw it away. So <laughs> and only because Eric. Upside down plate in the garbage. It was kid. because Eric was giving me shade then. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I might just eat it. They were very nice. She was like, that's what I told you. I knew that you weren't going to stick with this. Now, you jerk. And I threw it away. I was so mad at them. But that's it. That's the talk of food for the week. And then they had tons of cookies. Eric just went to town. I've never seen a guy eat as many cookies as he did today. <laughs> he really was going. let start on the Christmas cookie weight. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was going with it. So, yeah. But that's it. That's the end of the podcast. And I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, and we will talk to you again. And I must keep running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running.